Hey guys, look, uh, I'm excited about uh, the message that God has downloaded into my spirit. Today is just simply entitled, My Yes. Come on, say that. Say, My Yes. My Yes. yes. And uh, I know you guys wanted to hear Pastor Tashanti preach today, but uh, she's been busy all week. And then we had volleyball in New Orleans all day yesterday. And and so uh, I told her I'd give her a break this year, all right? She's been subbing in for me on Mother's Day for the last four years. So I gave her a break today. And so um, just deal with me. I know she look a lot better, but it's fine. All right, but my yes. And, and so I want to start with the scripture, Isaiah chapter six, verse eight. If you have your Bible, you can turn there or we'll have it on your screens for you. Uh, it says this, and I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? Isaiah replies, here I am. Send me. I'm going to read it again. And I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then Isaiah replied, here I am. Send me. Wow. Give you a little backdrop on this particular chapter. Uh, I'm a camp here, and I'm camping here for next week too. So uh, we're going to dive a little deeper into Isaiah six. But for today, I, I want to not isolate this text, but give a little context to it. In this particular chapter, it opens up with Isaiah saying, "In the year that King Uzziah died, I beheld the Lord." high and lifted up and his train filled the temple and he's seeing the beauty of heaven and in the in the backdrop of that he saw himself against the backdrop of heaven and realized that he was filthy no matter how good he did he did not deserve to be in that type of glory and finally he asked him take the coals touch his lips to cleanse him for he is yet a sinner sinner the, the seraphim flies over grab the coal touch his lips and, and uh cleanse him with this and and so now he's at this pivotal point to where the lord cries out right after this experience and says who shall i send or who would go for us and isaiah lifts his hand and says lord send me Now, pay attention to that backdrop. The backdrop is Isaiah understands he is nothing but a sinner. But yet when God says who will go for us, he says, yes, I'll go. We all must come to the point of surrender to God. All of us must come to the point of surrender to God. But lots of times our yes is predicated upon our position, our personality, are our predicament. We determine our yes on our position, our personality, or our predicament. What is our position? Our position is the title we have. Um, God, I'll give you a yes. I would have given you a better yes if I was just the boss on my job. God, I, I would have given you a better yes and, 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 and I would have interceded for them or went wherever you sent me if I was the pastor. I would have given you a better yes if I was a husband, if I was a wife, if I had a PhD, if I had a doctrine of divinity, if I had, and we say, God, my yes is predicated upon my position or my title. 
The next one is our personality. We'll say, God, if only I had a little bit more charisma, if I was charismatic like them, or if, if, if I had the temperament of another person, God, I'll give you my yes. There's no way you can send me. Sound a lot like Moses. Moses said, I, I can't speak. And God say, I, I don't care. <laughs> you know? And so uh, he said, I don't care. It's not depending on your personality. And sometimes we allow our personality to determine whether or not we'll give your, the Lord a yes. And the last one is our predicament. Where we were born, who we were born to, the time we were born, what, uh, what we have, what we don't have, uh, the mistakes we've made. We feel disqualified for the ministry that God has given us. We've walked through divorce. We've walked through abortions. We've walked through lying. We've walked through cheating. We've walked through all these different things. And now we say, God, I, I'm disqualified because of my predicament. I was born on the wrong side of the tracks. I was born with the wrong shade of skin. I was born with the, you know, with these things. I made decisions and did not fulfill my academic prowess. But, but God, now I can't give you a yes because I'm in a predicament. But the truth is, no two lives are the same. So some may be struggling with position. Some may be struggling with personality. Some may be struggling with predicament. But the one thing we all must do, no matter what the position, the personality, or the predicament is, we all must give God our Yes. I'm not saying I'm not sympathetic to your, your plight, but what I'm saying is your yes is bigger than your plight. It is so much greater than what you lack. There's a quote uh, by, by Goff, a, um, a psychologist. He says this, am I the right guy? He's asking himself a question. Am I the right guy? He said, I don't know. I'm the, look, y'all, th this is me every time I have to do something pastoral. I, I ask, am I the right guy? Yeah. I go, Lord, I don't know. But I'm the guy being asked. And the last thing I want to do is miss an opportunity or make God mad. So I just keep saying yes. <laughs> I just, anybody feel me on that? Like, I don't even know, Lord, why you asked me to marry this woman. I sure did marry up. Yes. <laughs> Do you take this woman to be your lawfully ready right to have and hold, to, to, to love and to cherish to, in sickness and health for richer and for poor? And, and the poor part really stands out for richer and for poor. Forsaking yourselves to only each other as long as you both shall you live. I do? <laughs> I mean, gosh, it's that, it's that moment of truth where I'm just like, I don't want to make God mad, so I just say yes. Like, okay, Lord, you want me to preach? 
Yes. You want me to pastor a church? Yes. You want me to do? Yes. All right. But we all seek clarity in life. Who's all seeking clarity in life? Those online, come on, lift your hand online. That's it. Seeking clarity. I want clarity in everything I do. I want clarity in everything I do. I know y'all like, man, what this has to do with Mother's Day? I can't hear a Mother's Day message. That's all right. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. All right. We're going to get there. We got mamas in here. All right. But uh, we all seek clarity in life. But the truth of the matter is we will never be 100% certain when God presents his plan to us. Y'all were hoping I was going to say you were going to be 100%. Oh, you know, I know for a fact God told me to do that. Very rarely, very, very rarely are you 100%. Why do you say that? Unless God manifests his presence in front of you, Roland, and stands there in the majesty of his glory and puts on his best James Earl Jones voice and says, Roland, I call it thee. <laughs> we rarely know and God does not manifest his presence in front of us because it says no flesh shall glory in his presence so I hope look people ask me say um man did you get that word for the Lord I go I hope so <laughs> oh you're supposed to be the man of God I hope I heard him I mean, because, you know, I was watching, like, Netflix this week. I had a few lunches this week with some crazy folk and had to deal with my kids and fussing at referees at volleyball game. In the midst of all that, I'm trying to hear God. Oh, y'all don't leave me up here by myself. I'm just trying to hear God clearly. And I write down to the best of my ability and I send it out to our team for editing because I'm trying to hear God. I don't know. I'm not 100% certain. When God asks us to do something, he asks us by faith. He asks us by faith. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says this, for we walk by and not by. We walk by and not by definition of faith defined in Hebrew says now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not not seen with our eyes therefore it isn't something concrete my look this table is not faith (laughs) come on your education is not faith your talent is not faith. That is wisdom and application of understanding. Ooh, I can't. That, that's why we stand up and we, we, we cast vision by faith. Because I'm walking by faith and not by what I see. Here's a quote. Write this down. Take a picture. Tweet this. Our faith is not proven by what we can do or see, but by what the word of God says we can do. That's what it is. It's not proven. It is not proven by that. I was praying and I was talking to the Lord about saying yes. And, and it was like, well, your yes comes from a place of faith. It's not from a place of certainty and, and you'll never understand. And he says, the only thing that's 100% in this equation is your belief and trust in me. 
And if you trust me, that's the only thing you have to say. Be like, so when you come out and you give a faith statement, the only thing you say is, I trust that the Lord would do what he said he would do. And the, the faith is not in me. It's not in my ability. At best, at best, I'm 50-50. It's that she loves me. She loves me not. She loves me. She loves me not. She loves me not. She loves me. Any minute, mighty mo catch. I mean, at best, it's 50 50. And so somebody say, I walk by faith. My yes is by faith. That's what it's all about. Everything is by faith. That's your yes. But since it's Mother's Day, I got to use women (laughs) to exemplify yes. And I picked out three amazing women in the Bible that, for example, and and, uh, so I want to talk to you about women who said yes to God. Women who said yes to God. Walk with me on this journey. Walk with me. The first one is the first woman ever made, Eve. You ever heard of her? A lot of you still mad at her. Every time a woman gives birth, they go, oh, I hate Eve. <laughs> but Eve. Genesis 4, 25, 26 says this, Adam had sexual relations with his wife again, and she gave birth to another son. She named him Seth, for she said, God has granted me another son in place of Abel, whom Cain killed. When Seth grew up, he had a son named uh, Enosh. At the same time, people began, first began to worship the Lord by name. Why is this important when we look at Eve? Write this down. Eve didn't let her grief, let the grief of her past loss hinder her from feeling what God requested of her. Cain slew Abel. Grief hit Eve. And, and Mother's Day, I, I, like I said, I, I'll be wrong to think that in this room, everyone is, it's a celebration, but for some of us, it's, it's a day of grief. Like I said, I watched my parents walk through losing their children, I've, and some of you have lost your mother. And today is a day of reckoning where you have to come face to face with that loss. And I'm here to tell you that God is near to your broken heart. God is near to your loss. I have a sister-in-law who's lost two of her children. Today is Mother's Day and, you know, and where other people are eating crawfish and hanging out, she's in her room crying. Some of you in this room are facing that right now where, well, this is what I want to say, this celebration for you. Come on, let's give God about 10 seconds of praise for them being strong women, fighting through grief, fighting through depression, fighting through loss, fighting through hurt. Come on, we praise God for you. You champion. He's God in the mountaintop. He's God in the valley. 
He's God when you're joyful. He's God when you're sorrowful. He is the God that restoreth and healeth you. That's the God we serve. And so on this Mother's Day, I'm here to tell you that even though you may suffer loss in your life, don't, 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 don't tune out now because guys, I know it's Mother's Day, but this applies to you too because you lose stuff. You lose friends, you lose jobs, you lose uh, uh, relationships, you lose money, you lose all these things and we go into this thing called depression. I've decided from here on out about a month ago, I was in prayer, I said I'll never be depressed another day in my life. I'll, I'll suffer disappointment, but I won't let disappointment turn into depression. And so what I'm saying is today, don't let your depression depress your progress. Eve pressed through and gave birth and said, you know what? I'll continue to praise God. And the Bible says for the first time they started worshiping God by his name. What if Eve would have caved in at grief? What if Eve would have caved in at loss? What we would have missed out on, later on you hear about Jubal, who's the first worship leader in the Bible where we get the word jubilee, jubilee or jubilation from. And he was the first worship leader in the Bible and leading worship. And now we see this, this happen in the scripture. And I'm here to tell you that don't you let the hurt of yesterday stop the promise for tomorrow. There is hope for every soul, pun intended. All right, shameless plug. Somebody say, I will push past grief. The next one, we find Esther. Y'all know Esther. There's cartoons and movies about Esther. She's amazing, young lady. But before Esther was queen, she was a Jewish orphan girl. She was a Jewish orphan girl. What does that mean? I don't have parents. I'm an orphan. I don't have parents in my life. And so she was a Jewish orphan girl, Esther 4, 14. But watch this. This is, this is the turning point. If you keep quiet at a time like this, this is her cousin writing her, talking to her. He said, if you keep quiet at a time like this, deliverance and relief for the Jews will rise from some other place. But you and your relatives will die. Who knows if perhaps you were made queen for just a time as this. Who knows if perhaps you were born for just a time as this? Who knows if God has called you at this moment to do that crazy thing that he's called you to do for just a time as this? Who knows God told you to start that business for just a time as this? Who knows if God told you to get baptized, Cameron? For just the time as this, who knows if God told you to take out and take a step of faith for just a time as this? Because what I love about the scripture says, whether you do it or not, God's going to do it. But it's best for you if you say yes. And we learned that Esther says yes and the whole nation is delivered by one woman's yes. Here's the point in this. Esther said yes despite her starting predicament. And used every resource God gave her to fulfill her purpose. Esther didn't go in and just say, tell me more about my eyes. No, that girl had a strategy. 
She had a plan. When she got it there, she strategically laid it out. She used her wisdom to accomplish the plan and make sure that the purpose of God was fulfilled in her life. God has downloaded plans in your life. Will you listen to what God has put in your life? Will you understand that for such a time as this, he put that crazy idea in your head? Oh, come on. Do you hear me online? For such a time as this, God has given birth to you. It, I, I tell my wife, I couldn't have lived back in the, in the day because, man, I'd have, <laughs> whew, I'd have been suicidal every day. I, I mean, like, man, it seemed like back in the day, everything was meant to kill you. Like, they cough on you. You die from a cold. Like, just, <laughs> oh, man, I'm dead. You know, I, I couldn't live. I'd be like, I caught, well, I'm dead. Bye, I love you, honey. Take care. <laughs> I mean, but, but God doesn't allow, remember, where you start is not where you're going to finish. <laughs> and where I am is not the end of my story. It's still being written. There is still, watch this, I love Paul. He writes this in Romans chapter 8. He says, for the glory of this for the suffering of this present time isn't worthy to be compared to the glory which shall be revealed in us. There is a glory that will be revealed if you keep persevering and allow God to use you. Don't let your predicament hinder what God wants to do in your life. Somebody say, I will. Use my resources to fulfill purpose. And the last woman that I see is the mother, Mary, the mother of Jesus. Mary, the mother of Jesus. Luke chapter 1, verse 34 says this. Mary asks the angel, because the angel showed up to Mary. It said, Mary asks the angel, because the angel said, you're going to get pregnant. And she like, uh, I went to health class, and my health teacher told me, the winner man loves a woman. <laughs> and she said, that ain't happening. So how could this happen? I'm a virgin. That's what she asked the angel. She said, how can this happen? I'm a virgin. Now, that is a loaded statement when you understand history and the historic account of what was happening in this moment. Because during this time, it was extremely shameful to be pregnant before marriage. During this time, it could cost you everything. You can be stoned. They, I mean, you could be ostracized. Your name will become mud if you were pregnant before marriage. So, so Mary is like, um, I'm a virgin. I'm not married. And you can say, I'm going to do what? I don't know if I'm willing to go through this. How many of you would have been like that? Like, I don't know if I'm willing to walk through the shame. And I just got this dude who asked me for my phone number and he'd been walking with me, hanging out with me. And he promised to marry me. I might lose this dude. Like, he's going to be like, I'm supposed to believe that God. <laughs> really, though. All y'all husbands here, I know y'all love y'all wife, but 
Holy Spirit got me pregnant. <laughs> Be some problems in the penthouse. Be like, who's the Holy Spirit? Where he at? Hollow point, hollow point, hollow point, hollow point. <laughs> but not all of us, we have to understand the historic account of that. That is a, a serious offense for her to be pregnant. So Mary was opening herself to ridicule. Her, uh, her betrothed, Joseph, if you read, continue to read the story, he was like, I'm going to put her away quietly so she's not embarrassed. Put her away means I'm about to ghost her. She's going to be calling her. He's going to be like, Mary. He's going to start swiping left. Swipe right. He's going to go find somebody else. Because Joseph was a catch, man. He was a catch. And so when he considered leaving her, so she was about to lose the man that walked with her and gave her a good life, she could have lost it everything. Do you understand the magnitude of that? Her yes would have cost her everything. Faith in God sometimes put us in situations. Sometimes we think when we say yes to God and things start going bad, we go, it must have not been God. That's fake prosperity gospel that we've been preaching in this generation. The truth is, most of the time, our yes does hurt. Can I be real? Can I be authentic in all things? That's one of our values here. The truth is, my yes will always cost me something. Yes. And Mary was faced with the walk of shame. Verse 37 says this in the same chapter. It says, the angel replied and said, nothing will be impossible with God. Nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Isn't it crazy? She uses that word Adonai right there, which is uh, messianic for Messiah. And she's about to give birth to who she says he is a servant to. I wish I had time to unpack that. Talk about faith. I am a servant to what I'm about to give birth to. Anyway, he's, she said, let it be to me. According to what? And the angel departed from her. Write this down. Take a picture. Tweet this. Mary said, yes, even in the face of shame and losing everything. And she gave birth to the Savior of the world. Your yes could rob the world of the next big thing. Oh, well, I'm not that important. Mary wasn't important until the angel talked to her. She was just Mary. Mary from around the block. 
I mean, that's who she was. She was nobody special. Until she said yes. My kids are always amazed that everywhere we go, people know me. And I, I tell them all the time, they know me because I just say yes all the time to God. Sometimes I wish I would have said no so I can go on vacation and not be somebody's pastor on a cruise ship. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean. But everything that God has used me for to glorify his name is all a result of me just saying, here's my yes. Here are my Lord. Send me. You don't have to ask that question to no one else. You ask me to lead this great church called Anchor Chapel. Don't ask anyone else. I got it. Here am I. This is my yes. People are like, but you're leaving an established ministry and you're making good money and da 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 and you're going to that small church. This is my yes. It's my yes. God. I remember when we were 22 years old, I was 22, my wife was 21, and, and we were giving our life to the Lord. And, and I remember that moment, and God was like, get married. And everybody's like, you're too young. And we were like, God, here's our yes. And God has used us to do some great things. And she literally has changed my life and, and been a help me, a saving grace for me because I quit pastoring not knowing that I was going to give up on God, God uh, seven years into ministry and if I would have never said yes I wouldn't have had her to walk in and say get up you're a man of God this is not your job it's your calling get off the sofa and get to church that came from a yes how many of you know that God is asking you something this morning and he may have asked you something in the past but you were reluctant because of position, personality, or predicament grief fear some of you may have done some things that shame on your life and if you say yes those things may come to light and people may know what you did in private but God is saying I don't care what you did in private this yes is your covering doesn't matter this Mother's Day today God is saying can I have your yes because many of us when we pray we always go God can you will you want you, I need, take care of, make a way, miracles, signs, wonders, and we get quiet and wait for God to say yes. But the truth is, you're waiting in the wrong order because God, you're not waiting on God's yes. God said, I'm waiting on yours. Okay, want me to prove it to you? Watch this. 2 Corinthians 1.20. Watch this. Paul writes, for all of God's promises have been fulfilled in Christ with a resounding, with a resounding, yes. and through 
Christ our amen, which means yes. So his yes existed before ours. Our yes is a result of his yes. God has, he, he says, you're waiting on my yes. I already said when I promised you that thing, when I asked you, I knew that I was going to fulfill it, but I'm waiting on you to say yes because it's not by might nor by power but by the spirit says the Lord that is going to be fulfilled and then you'll see eyes have not seen ears have not heard neither has it entered into the hearts of man what God has prepared for those he loved come on and we know all things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose what shall separate you from the love of God nor depth nor height nor principality nor thing presence nor things to come nothing shall separate you no nothing shall separate you while you were yet sinners Christ came and he died for you when you were wretched he died for you we love him first John 419 we loved him because he first loved us will you give God your yes this morning He's waiting on your amen. Come on, everyone, stand into your feet. He's waiting on your amen. He's waiting on your amen. You said, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts and we forgive our debt towards. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. And we're listening for him to say amen. But he said, I'm waiting on you. Amen. Which means, so let it be. This is my yes. This morning, I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you this morning. You may have been struggling with a yes. And when I say pray for you, I want to pray for you here at this altar. We're going to go into this song. And as this song is ministering, if you're struggling with it, yes, you may be struggling because of grief. You may be struggling because of, you know, the lack of strategy or, or, the, or, or you feel like you don't qualify for this next level of your life. And you may be struggling because you, you have shame that is upon you. That's okay. I want to pray with you that you're able to say yes. I want to pray with you. Can we dim the lights? I want to pray that you say yes. Whatever it is, your position holding you back, your personality holding you back, your predicament holding you back, it doesn't matter. It's yes. And I just want to pray. You come down and I'm just going to touch and agree. The Bible says wherever two or three are touching and agree, come on, he'll be there. And I just want to touch and agree with you. It's your yes, but we're just agreeing. Amen. Thank you for joining us for this message. If you'd like to learn more about Anchor Chapel or support our ministries, you can visit anchorchapel.com or follow us on social media at Anchor Chapel. Have a great week.